Welcome to Preservation of One. I'm your host, Alexandria August. Okay, so we just did what? Religion and spirituality. Okay, so today we're talking about your spiritual gifts. And we have talked about this before. Um, I guess, I don't, I don't know if I'm turning this into a series or what. Um, but I'm still um, working off of... Um, my meeting with score, so I'm still working off of that and those ideas, and plus what y'all pretty much um um I guess vote for um or whatever. So yeah, or whatever. Besides, it's something that I wanted to do anyways, and that I needed to do anyway. Okay, so with spiritual gifts and talents, right? Spiritual gifts and talents. Talents. I notice that it's better when you use them, when you're able to utilize them and incorporate them into your daily life, into, um, you know, into your job. You know what I'm saying? Whether if it's singing, dancing, prayer, um, meditation, um, Problem solving, cooking, um, talking, you know. It may look if 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 your spiritual gift is talking, you put gift to gap to shame. I must say that if your spiritual if one of your spiritual gifts is the power of how you speak. You put gift the gab to shame, and we all I think everybody knows pretty much what the gift the gab is, right, or whatever, but even if you got the gift the gab like that's you're 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 good at um i'm gonna say selling water to a well, you know what I'm saying <laughs> you're good at selling water to a well, okay. And whatever. So it's like, what do you do with that, right? Okay. In two ways. What do you do with that? You you grow it and you do something good with it. That's what you do with the cat dog on it. But in two ways. Okay. So with your spiritual talents and your spiritual gifts, it can be a multitude of things. It can be multiple things, Right. And regardless of if it may seem like it's mediocre to you and it may seem like it's not that big of a deal to you because you're used to using your gift unknowingly or you're just used to using your gift knowingly. So you don't look at the joy or the miracle in your gift because you're just used to using it, right? But the thing about it is it's like when you find... I guess maybe the joy in it or just realize, hey, this is a spiritual gift or this is a gift or, hey, this is a talent. This is this and that. It's it's like it, it, it opens up your mouth. It opens up your mindset. OK, if you are a singer and you always could sing and people always say, hey, oh, my God. You can sing or, oh, my God, you can dance or, oh, my God, you can do this. Oh, my God, you can do that. Right? So, so then it's like, 
in your mind, you're like, okay, you know, thank you. In your mind, thank you. But um, but then when you let the reality sit in of it, like, hey, maybe I got something. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe I need to be more grateful for this. Maybe I need to showcase this more. You see what I'm saying? You know, like it's going to be a hard uphill battle or journey. But hey, let me put more into this. So, so I can escalate this uh, process into sharing my gifts with the world. You know what I'm saying? You know, like that type thing, right? But at the end of the day, either way, I notice like whenever I don't use my spiritual gifts or talents to me, it makes my life. And that's one of the things that makes my life off balance, right? It makes it off balance. Y'all, it's late. It's late in the morning. It's 3.48 in the a.m., okay? Got to get up in a couple hours. Anyway, so it's like that's one of the things that throws my energy off balance, right? Or whatever. But I know that whenever I do use them more, it's like I align more with my purpose. It's like I'm aligning with my life path. It's like I'm aligning with what I'm supposed to do. And so it's like when you start doing what you're supposed to do and using your gifts as much as possible, it's like things start getting easier and things start breaking away because it's like being what you're supposed to be and doing what you're supposed to do in a good way. You know what I'm saying? The only way you're going to attract a miracle Or the good things that you want to happen is by being in a position. A lot of people say planning, planning. For me, it ain't always just like anybody else. It don't always go as planned. In our mind, you know, with planning it out, you know, it's, it's hey, it's good. And it seems like it should go as planned. But, you know, we all know things happen. But, um Planning is good because, but it's good, um, it is good because what you're planning, even if it don't go the way that you want it to go, eventually it's going to get to where you're going to want to get it to or where it is that you want to go, which puts you in a better position, right? Which puts you in a better position. So it's like if you're not in that position or nowhere near that position, or whatever, then it's like we're not using. Then it's like we're not using our, um, I guess our natural knack or our natural talent or our natural gift as much as we should. As much as, you know what I'm saying? As much as we should. That's like the least. That's like for me, the least I pray, the least I meditate, the more unsuccessful I am, the more I'm not going to, it seems like I don't accomplish as much. You see what I'm saying? That's like, you know, you remember when you were kids or you when you were younger 
And, you know, your parents or your grandparents, they used to read the Bible and this and that. And so you developed a pattern for uh, reading the Bible or whatever, right? And then it's like, you know how you notice, like, when you don't read the Bible as much, how far off it throws you off. Now, what that is, that's throwing your balance, your your balance off, that's throwing your energy off, right? Or whatever, then you lose track of it, then you be like, man, I don't feel like reading the Bible today. That throws your whole balance off with reading the Bible. And then, you know, like the old people, you know, they ain't nothing but a trick of the enemy. They just don't want you to, <laughs> they don't want you to uh, read the Bible, don't want you to get your word, you know, and pretty much that's, you know, it's a, it's a, um, what, 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 what is it? It's a, I guess, uh, I don't know what you would call it. I guess uh, laziness, you know, or whatever. But fear is, but laziness is a sign, is a sign of fear. Laziness is a sign of fear. So, I mean, hey, to me, I guess it goes like hand in hand or whatever. Or maybe it could be vice versa, right? Um, fear is a sign of laziness. I don't, I mean, you know, laziness is a sign of fear. Fear is a sign of laziness, right? Whatever. In two ways. So, anyway, so it's like whenever you find yourself not being able to meditate or pray as often as possible, it's like, okay, look, I need to tune this up. I need to tighten this up because I know at the end of the day, I got to have that spiritual connection. I know I got to pray. I know I got to meditate. And not only that, I know that this is going to propel me forward. I know that when I don't pray and meditate, it's going to keep me stagnant. And the thing about life is you want to grow. It does not mean that, you know, you got the bells and the whistles of whatever it is that you perceive yourself having or doing or whatever at the moment. But... It means that you're taking a step towards your journey. You're taking a step forward in your journey or whatever. And so, like, for me, even with the bells and whistles or whatever it is that I may uh, desire or whatever or don't desire, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, you want to propel forward. And I know that whenever I don't pray and whenever I don't meditate, it makes me stagnant and it throws my whole energy off. So it's like the importance of prayer and meditation. If you ever get in the habit of getting a um, routine of it, and if you ever get so consumed, or you know, to where you're so busy, to where you can't really. Do it as much as possible. You will get. You will see what I'm saying about how it's like. It's like it's like a void miss. It's like a void, and it's like something missing. But what's missing is you not getting that time in with God and getting that time in with yourself. That's pretty much what it is. Anyways, um, it's late. Um, so yeah, so. Whenever you are able to realize, hey, you got the spiritual gift or the spiritual talent, try your best to um, to develop it. Also, don't forget to get a copy of my book, A Conversation with Alexandria Argus. Okay, let me tell y'all a story, right? I remember 
I remember in Columbia, right, at the Township Auditorium. Tyler Perry used to go to our town in Columbia, South Carolina, used to go to our township auditorium. This was before he became the Tyler Perry that he is now, right? I remember when he was there and he was starting out, he had a couple of his people. He didn't even have enough people at the time to make a full staff to uh to to feel his mission his view as um as Tyler Perry as the stage writer the play writer the director you know all these things here so i remember i was walking past the theater and so and look it's not just me it's other people as well so anyway it was people that was outside there and they stopped and at one point they said you know they were stopping people hey do you want to do this and that this and that can you do this and that or can you sing or can you this and that this and that this is in columbia south carolina at our township auditorium so walking through there and i remember and it's the god honest truth i don't care if you ask him about it he can't deny it like it's the god honest truth anyways so i remember when he gave us papers and it was to read it was a script this was not the actual play this was um these were like um auditions these was auditions and with him with the auditions because he was so new to it he was so excited about feeling fulfilling his dream it wasn't really about cuts and nothing like that it's like hey if you say your line then hey we're gonna roll with you you know what i'm saying anyways so whenever i saw the paper um of what he wanted you to read you know what i'm saying your lines in the plays one of the things that I loved about it was it was not wrote out professionally. You know what I'm saying? It was not wrote out professionally. It didn't have all the dots. It didn't have all the commas. It was pretty much chicken scratch. You know, if like how I write. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you got to read notes behind me, all you're going to really see is chicken scratch because you know you're trying to jot it down or whatever write it down fast or whatever and no that's not no shade to him at all but pretty much it wasn't like professionally written it was the words of what you were supposed to say and it was written like say like if somebody say do you see that and i mean like that as in d-a-t he did not write do you do you see that but i'm saying that i'm saying it the right way but um T H A T. But um it was written like as if someone was like, Do you see that and it's D A T but not that you know, not that word exactly, but it was written like in Ebonics or whatever. I guess that's what you would call it for certain things because it's just regular talk, how we regular talk and we don't always pronounce our words. How they are spelled according to Webster or Cyclopedia or the is uh, what is an English dictionary or whatever the case may be. So it's like, and that was one of the things that I loved about it because it was not written, um, I guess, perfectly like how um, how you would, you know, I guess, write any type of publication or whatever. But anyway, and so I was young as freak. I was about, I was. Ooh. 
I went to go see his first play, Diary of a Black of a Mad Black Woman. Me and my mother and my sister. I was in my twenties when I finally went to go see his plays. That whole scenario that happened with the whole auditions and all that. That happened before that. Or whatever. But it was like full circuit because I ended up going to see his plays. That was crazy. Anyways, um, I said that to say this. It was more of an inspiration to me. It was more of an inspiration to me. Like regardless of whatever you start at. Regardless of whatever you know level you're on or whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, be, pro- be true to yourself. And the more you continue on, the more you will, per- you will perfect your craft. You see what I'm saying? Like, it ain't got to be perfect right now. But the thing is, you put forth the step. So the naysayers that may have something to say, that may have fingers to point, tell them to step in that direction. Then, you know, holler at you. You know what I'm saying? If they have something to say, right? If they have something to say. But the whole thing was, you know, just being able to step out on faith and doing that. And then being able to perfect and the talent, the gift, the craft, you know, into what it is for him now. You know what I'm saying? Even with me starting out, um, in podcasts, you know, new to podcasts and then growing it, here we are, what, two years later, you know what I'm saying? About to be three years later or whatever and still going, you know what I'm saying? Even in my consistent moments, um, of not posting or recording as much as I should, I still keep going in my podcast, regardless of the energy I feel from people, regardless of what people have to say, regardless of however, I still keep going in my podcast because I still want to get better. And not only that, we all have a lot to learn from each other and we all, um, we, we all, uh, need each other, right? (laughs) Yeah, we all need each other. But yeah, but that's just one of the stories. And and um, today in school, she made sure that she was like, you know, make sure you speak about books that influence you, people that influence you. You know, and it makes me think about, it made me think about different scenarios and situations that I've been in that I greatly appreciate. And it makes me think about the people that I've met along my path. Um, my journey and and they just you know mesmerize me. You know what I'm saying? They just are truly, um, truly amazing. You know, and just the things that has um, happened. Either way, don't forget to go get a copy of my book. I am Alexandria August. Thank you. <laughs>